welcome to this week's Frankly Golf podcast. I'm Valerie Melvin here with Frank Thomas and this is our seventh podcast and today Frank we're going to be talking about speed of greens which is something I know that you know a lot about. Yeah um, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to the beginning Frank. Talk a little bit about the history of the stimp meter which you redesigned and introduced back in the 1970s. Right. Um, actually, uh, the original stimp meter was designed by Eddie Simpson, and uh, he designed this uh, little stick and introduced uh, it to gave it to the USGA to consider. They rejected it, and uh, it wasn't. It was forty years later, in 1975, that uh, Al Radko, the head of the Green Committee, the Green Section, asked me to design a device to measure the speed of greens. So I did that on paper and looked at it and said, wow, you know, these are very, very accurate and but terribly cumbersome. As a matter of fact, totally impractical. So I turned back to Eddie Stimson's concept and redesigned that, uh, which uh, was then uh, introduced in, in the form of wooden stimp meters. I gave them to five of the green section uh, who went out to measure greens and they measured them in 35 different states. I measured thousands of greens and gave all the data. We analyzed it and came up with an overall table of, of speeds for, for greens and understood what the, what the speed of greens were. So it was, it was, um, it was very interesting to, to go through that process. And it was accelerated. Your development of the stimp meter was accelerated by the very well-known executive director of the USGA, PJ Boatwright, in a conversation you had with him at one of the USGA championships. Uh, yeah, the, he knew nothing about the design of stimpeters or design of, of devices anyway. He was one of the best golfers in, in the Carolinas for a, a wonderful for a period of time. And he was uh, um, setting the, the flags or setting the whole, whole locations for a championship and I was helping him and uh, got out there and got out to one hole and he says, he didn't call me Frank, he called me Thomas. He says, Thomas, these greens are fast. So I said, uh, hi, PJ, uh, how fast are they? Uh, he says, they're faster than last year. So I said, okay, well, how, were they, how fast were they last year? He says, slower than this year. <laughs> So, so that that uh, accelerated my work on the redesign of the stump meter, and uh, I said to PJ, I said, if you ever die, nobody will be able to tell the speed of green. <laughs> um, and did he like the stump meter once he introduced it? Eventually, he did, and and it didn't take him too long because he recognised that we did have to quantify it, and it was so important because all the greens could be consistent around the golf course. And even on some greens, because they'd been resodded in parts of it, we had to double cut or triple cut some of the greens for the major championship to make the whole green the same speed. Mm. I'm just looking here at the sort of original table that you designed, Frank, and it says here six foot six for medium or everyday play, eight foot six for club competitions, and ten foot six for major events. That's right, and and uh, that's based on on uh, the analysis we did on all the greens, and the uh, slow green is is uh, uh, you know about four foot five foot on on the stump. That's too slow for most golfers. 
But that goes back to, you know, Bobby Jones' day and, you know, the Calamity Jane putter that he right. had. Right. Well, uh, in, in, in Bobby Jones' day, uh, um, he was actually, uh, he was, he, his putter was an eight degree loft and he wasn't putting on the greens because they were about four foot on the summit, if you calculate, look at the the, the videos, etc. And uh, he wasn't putting, he was chipping. <laughs> Um, so there have been a lot of benefits to the introduction of the stint meter in terms of consistency, would you say? I mean, are there any other benefits, you think, that have come from the introduction over the years? Well, uh, yeah, I think any time you can come up with a standard for the, for the speed of greens, you can move around from course to course and you understand what, what the speeds are. However, most important is that you can, for the greenkeepers, they can actually know both the greens and... Um, uh, make sure that they're the same as the practice putting green. So the golfers who are going to play that day can go out and uh, calibrate themselves on the practice putting green and assume that the, the greens are going to be that speed. But of course, as with every invention or new introduction, there are unintended consequences. And I know these were something you were concerned about even at the time when you were developing the device. Right. I think uh, anytime you can quantify the speed of, of, of anything, somebody's going to try and break the speed limit. So, so uh, <laughs> what's happened is that they, um, you know, the various golf courses were trying to prove that their golf courses were harder than anybody else's, or they had the fastest greens, and it was unfair to the greenkeepers because it was very difficult, certainly in the late seventies, to uh, keep uh, greens very fast, and they were losing their greens under those conditions, and it was uh, inappropriate. Agronomy has changed significantly since then. Now they can grow the grass very effectively and use rollers and various other techniques to come up with it with greens that are consistent and very fast. That's right. We all need to respect these little plants. Yes. <laughs> the little leaves of grass on the greens. They're very um, shortcut. Yeah. <laughs> Mini plants. Um, so, Frank, how does, uh, I mean, in your opinion, how does green speed affect putting? So if you're putting on a fast green, you can be sure that it'll be more consistent. On the other hand, uh, a slower green is sometimes not too bad because you know you're always going to make two putts because you can bang the first one and the second one can be in there. But you very rarely make one putt. But also on a fast green, you can make three putts just as much as you can make one putt. <laughs> so so it's, uh, it's a mess. But I do think that uh, uh, fast green, now when you say fast, I'm talking about up to about nine feet is is eight eight and a half feet on a centimeter is a very good speed for a green, and obviously it depends on the undulations. Mm -hmm. I mean, would you advise people change putters for different speeds of green? People have considered doing that or hitting on the toe of the putter, and I'm saying no, don't change your stroke, just and don't try and change your putter. Make a friend of your putter and understand what you're looking at. Calibrate yourself on the practice putting green. You know what the speed are, and then just read the green and and and, and respond accordingly. I was just thinking back to our discussion last week about the different course designs, um, and if if an architect designed a green, let's say back in nineteen thirty or thirty five or whatever, um, with various undulations with green speeds in mind of maybe 
I don't know, four or five or whatever they might be. Um, does that does that really change the way the, the that particular green would play nowadays? I mean, I think it must. Yeah, I think uh, 100 years ago when they were designing most of the golf courses, uh, they did put a lot of undulations in the in the green, and that was one of the uh, f- wonderful features of the green uh, that had these undulations. That made it a more of a challenge, and it was also that uh, you know greens were re- reasonably slow compared to today. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, because of the speed that we're now able to get on greens, we have actually ruined some of the course or the had a detrimental effect on the integrity of the course design uh, and compromise it because of the speed of the green. Now, instead of 24 or 28 uh, hole locations, we're now only taking them down to about eight if you have undulation greens, which is which is a, a compromise that I'm not too sure that uh, is good for, for the game. Mm-hmm. And in 2013, the USGA's Steve Quintavala modified the stint meter a bit. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, uh, Steve is a great guy and he's working uh, uh, in the USGA and he's doing all the testing and and uh, was in charge of that now. And uh, because of the speed of greens, you didn't have a they're getting very fast and the undulation, you couldn't find a flat spot to measure the green. So he put a very short little notch in it so that it was half the length, the ball that rolled down the green was only half the distance that um, uh, they normally did, and that was allowing him to uh, measure a portion of the green and then correlate and put it back, back up and uh, determine what the speed would have been under normal condition. But he just put it in the back of them. So it's, a not, it's an alternative way of, of measuring the green in the event that you can't find a flat spot. Well, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Do, do you think, Frank, that greens in general should be made slower? I think uh, if you'd asked me that question uh, uh, 15 years ago or 10 years ago, I'd say absolutely, because that's when they were speeding them up. People have now uh, become a little more reasonable, and I think uh, golfers themselves have decided that they don't like the greens too fast, and I think the green committees have now modified it to be very reasonable based on the undulations of the green. I mean, I suppose fast greens actually potentially make it like more difficult to putt, so people have more putts, so it takes you longer to get round. Would that be true? I think for the average golfer, a very fast green is, is not good. Uh, I think for the uh, as you get more skilled, I think fast greens are good, but not too fast. And when I'm saying too fast, when you get up into the 12, 15 foot range, 12, 13 foot range, then it's a bit, bit too fast. And obviously it depends on the undulation. But but that is, uh, I'd recommend 12 foot maximum for competition play. Mm-hmm. It's such an interesting topic, isn't it? We could go on for hours about this, couldn't we? we but could. all good things sadly have to come to an end. <laughs> um, next week, Frank, what should we discuss I'm thinking maybe caddies. Yeah, the importance of caddies is a very good topic. Yeah. So, until next week... May the frog be with you. (laughs) 